G'day punters, welcome back to another episode of the Exotic Punters Podcast. Big weekend of racing coming up, it's the Stradbroke Handicap Day up in Queensland. Once again, joined by my co-host Darby Waldron. Darbs, how are you mate? Good Angus, really excited for what is a, one of the best meetings I think uh, in the Australian racing calendar, obviously the best one in Queensland uh, with the Stradbroke Handicap and the JJ Atkins, so two group ones and has been a big week in the sports world and uh, racing has been a part of it of course with the announcement that there's going to be 10, uh, 10 race cards on a Saturday uh, in Victoria going forward, uh, probably starting from next season onwards, which uh, I know you've got a, a few opinions about. Uh, how did you um, react to it? Yeah, look, I thought it was pretty disappointing news. I've always thought the only time that 10 races is really needed uh, in Victoria is the three days of the Warnable Racing Carnival Derby. Um other than that, I think it's pointless. Uh, it's too many races. And Racing Victoria came out not long ago and said that they uh, are cutting the funds for the prize money in Victoria. Well, why would you then bring out 10 races uh, on a Saturday me- in meeting? It's just not needed. Uh, I don't think we have the quality of horses for 10 races or the depth for 10 races on a Saturday card. Uh, and also, not only that, but you've had complaints from people within the industry come out and say, uh, that the workload's too much, uh, jockeys are fatigued, uh, and we've seen a number of falls this year, uh, obviously one being the death of Dean Holland. Uh, and then they've come out and said, well, Racing Victoria's come out and said, we're going to do 10 races on a Saturday. It just seems like they don't really care about the people in the industry. Yeah, I think I think the decision was made on the basis of wagering drop-off um, from this the second half of this season. So that was the reason behind it, but... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I probably agree with you on that. I think the workload's too significant, and also you got the night meetings as well on Thursdays and Fridays, right. which is pushing it. And then you've got you know jockeys doing trials Friday mornings. It's just flat out the schedule. And um, is it a big call? I mean, you could have a ten race meeting if you limited it during the week. I, I do think it will boost wagering for sure because I think the tenth race will, will probably increase the you know the wagering, which is good for I suppose for the industry, but. Um, yeah, the workload is too significant, I think, at the moment, and that's got to be looked into from Racing Victoria's perspective. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I, obviously, turnover and wagering is a huge part of the industry, but you know, you've got to be listening to the people that are working in this industry and make the industry possible, Derby. Um, so I, I do think it's very disappointing on that front that they've kind of just shit in the participants' face. That's that's putting it bluntly. Yeah, it was also interesting. Uh, Singapore actually closed, announcing going to shut down racing uh, onwards from I think October of next year, which twenty twenty four. Yeah, pretty incredible hearing that, and uh, you know a lot of people unsure what to do. It's it's life changing. Obviously, a lot of expats involved in that industry, Australian, New Zealanders, and uh, you know they're just left it in a hole in their life. I suppose what they're going to do in the short and long term, how they're going to adjust and. It's interesting hearing the mistakes that Singapore have made in the past. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think well, Australia has the similar issues that they face in Singapore and Asia in particular. But, yeah, certainly want to learn a lot from that. And if you haven't uh, read into it, I think it's worth reading. It's fascinating, really, the last 10 to 15 years, how the drop-offs have occurred in Singapore that's led to what is going to be happening in 18 months and then is the industry completely shutting down. Uh, obviously, over there, they have a shortage of land, which is the big issue, and their racetrack is worth a lot of money, and uh, they, the government feel like they can use that money towards better avenues, which is, I suppose, in their rights to do that. 
Yeah, yeah. It just shows, though, Derby, you know, uh, obviously it's been a sad week for racing in Singapore, um, but it just shows without the support of the government, racing cannot go ahead. Uh, and the, that's just, you know, where we, we are very fortunate in Australia where the government uh, makes a lot of money off racing and therefore is very supportive of it. Yeah, they certainly are supportive of it. Certainly are supportive of it. And uh, especially in New South Wales, they've just continued to increase funding, which is why you get race days like the Everest and the, you know, you can have a $20 million race and, uh, you know, Golden Eagles of what, 15, 12 million. So that's how you yeah. can do that. You can't do it without government support, which is um, certainly one thing that I think is overlooked. Yeah, absolutely, Dubs. Well, Let's get on to the races this weekend at Eagle Farm, Derby. It's going to be a really good weekend. We've got a couple group ones, a few group twos. Uh, it's going to be quite exciting. I think, Strad, as you said, Stradbroke Handicap Day is one of the more exciting days on the racing calendar in Australia. So let's kick off in race six, the group two, Q22, uh, over the 2200 metres where without, without a fight, uh, once a Melbourne Cup hope, uh, then barred from racing in Victoria after the uh, <clears throat> CT scan didn't go to plan uh, in the spring. But he's your short price, he's your short price favorite here in the Q22. He's at three dollars thirty uh, on the first line of betting. Then we've got Numerian uh, on the second line. Hutor on the uh, at six dollars as well. He won the Doomman Cup last start, but I think without a fight, he was really really impressive last start. Uh, and I think he's going to be really hard to beat in this race. Yeah, look, I agree. Uh, clearly, the issue with without a fight in the Melbourne Cup was just the, the track. I mean, we, it was really it was a soft seven, I think it was rated. But uh, on the fence, it was more like a heavy eight, heavy nine. So without yeah. any doubt that uh, the last start from without a fight just proved how good of a horse uh, he is. And... You know, you look at the opposition, it's it's sort of the same old sort of uh, st stays in Australia. You know, you've got your Young Verders, your Nonconformists, your Marion, you know, some really good horses there. Uh, obviously, fame for Peter Moody's back and Dewis is sort of the X factor uh, in the race. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. I can't overlook without a fight. I just think it's moved to the Freeman stable. Clearly, judging off first up performance, that has been a good move. And uh, you've got to think it's one of the better bets on the card. Yeah, you look. I think the I thought uh, one horse I did think that ran well last start. First up was Duaeus. Uh, she went no good in the spring. Uh, had a few things done to her uh, with surgery uh, over the autumn carnival. Uh, she's back now. I thought our first up over the two thousand, she ran on really well. Um, so she could be worth an each way bet at eight dollars and about two two dollars eighty the place. But yeah, without on top, without a fight on top for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, well, let's move on to the Group 1. JJ Atkins for the two-year-olds over the 1,600 metres uh, in what's a pretty open betting race, Derby. Yeah, I think open's an understatement. It's it's an absolute dart. Throw out the dartboard, this one. Um, yeah, as you, we were just discussing before we, we started recording, and that is just the form coming into this race is just not really that strong compared to what you normally see for the JJ Atkins. Obviously, uh, is known as one of the better form races for two-year-olds with um, She's a Belter winning last year's edition, uh, which was huge. And obviously the, uh, I, grew, I forgot the name, but the runner-up in the uh, Victorian Derby uh, was in a sharp and smart, I think ran fourth. So yeah, look, it's a, it's got some history, this race for strong form, but this doesn't look like one of the best editions. 
Look, I'm just going with a horse that has been very consistent, hasn't won yet, so still a maiden, but that is number three, Snapback. You're getting $6. Snowden team, very impressive, obviously, with two-year-olds and Zara booked to ride. That's, that's you know, but I could make a case for about six or seven of them. It's a very, very tricky betting race and one that uh, I might avoid on the day, I think. Yeah, I'm with you, Darbs, uh, in, in the fact that I might be avoiding this race on the day, but look, I've got to give a tip. I'm going to go the number six, 10 horser. Uh, I think I've pronounced that right. Uh, jumps from barrier six. It's by done deal. So to get the trip, no worries, uh, which is a bit of a question mark with these ones. Six dollars, a bit of value there. So, uh, and then the J Mac Chris Waller combo too, which you can never pot. Uh, so yeah, but to be honest, this race is just an absolute throw at the dartboard. Couldn't really recommend a punt in it, to be honest. Do you think that uh, it'll have the form lines that we saw last spring or are you more just wait and see on that? Yeah. No, I don't think it will. Uh, see, the problem is the last couple of years, you've seen a few horses carry on from the Autumn Carnival in Sydney into the Brisbane Carnival and they're racing this sort of horse like Converge a couple of years ago. Obviously, that form line stacked up. She's a belter, then went on to win in the spring, but I just... I'm, I'd be happy to be wrong, but there's nothing in this race that really stands out and think, yeah, it can go on and win big races in the spring. Yeah, I suppose it might be a breakout performance tomorrow. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so let's move on to the feature race of the day, the Group 1 Stradbroke Handicap over the 1,400 metres. Uh, it's going to be a cracking race. We've got to think about it as the favourite at the moment at $3.40. He has been really exciting horse. Uh, he's just secured an Everest slot uh, under the Newgate Farm uh, slot. So he's going to be in Australia's biggest sprint race. Uh, and he's at $3.40 at the moment. He gets in pretty well on the weights. He's at 54 kilos. He won the group one. Uh, Kingsford Smith uh, stakes really well last start. And he just keeps improving this horse. Uh, but for me, my tip in this is going to be Converge. I thought he ran really well. He was second behind Think About It last start. Didn't really get the run he wanted. He's drawn 17. Look, he's, it's not the best barrier in the world, but hopefully he can get back, sit midfield with some cover, uh, and I'd you'd love to see him flying home late. He's at $8, uh, a win, $3 a place. I'm with him on an each-way basis. Yeah, look, this is a really tough race uh, from a betting perspective. You could probably find about a dozen uh, real chances. And I always find it interesting with Stradbroke when the the uh, the emergencies are, you know, fancied as one of the chances. In this one, it's Yellow Brick, which is actually running, I think, in race two at $1.60. A lot of people think Yellow Brick was a chance, but it's fifth emergency. So, unfortunately, won't be getting the start. But, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to look at a couple of horses in this race. And first thing's going to be, uh, I'm just going to have a few dollars at that cab. And I just think $13 is a really good price for this horse. Obviously, you know, it was pretty, a bit inconsistent over the autumn. Did win a couple of races, but struggled a couple of times uh, in the Randwick Guineas and the Hobartville Stakes. But uh, look, I, last start wasn't disgraced against Giga Kick. Uh, I thought only about a length and a half behind, which is pretty good form. And uh that was on a good deck. So if we can replicate that run, I reckon Afcabin could be there around the finish. And the other one is a horse that also recently ran and, and was did win a group one against a really decent field in the Robert Sanchez Stakes. That's a ruthless day from the Mar Eustace stable, obviously beating, a, as I said, a quality field there. And I think, you know, has run over the distance before. Shouldn't have any queries about the track. And 
as I said, I just like the price twelve dollars. That's you know that part of the reason I'm happy to take on. Think about it at that quote three forty uh, when you're getting some pretty good horses at double figure odds. Yeah, yeah, no pot on any of those tips, Dave. Zach Cabin tried really well uh, last week. The only pot I'd have on him would be the uh, the barrier, but you know. Um, Kieran McAvoy, he's been a pretty good jockey over the years, uh, so I'd say he'll have no stress on that. But, yeah, he looks like a really exciting horse on the up and could be a big thing for the spring uh, in those sprint races. Uh, we'll move on to race nine on the program, the Group 2 Dane Ripper Stakes, where we see saw one of my favourite horses win this one a couple of years ago, Derby. Uh, but Opal Ridge... Uh, is your favourite at two dollars forty five? I believe she's emergency for the Stradbroke at the moment. Um, she's been a really impressive uh, filly, and uh, definitely justifies the short price favourite here. She's been running really well, and uh, but it's just a question mark whether what race she'll run in. Yeah, look, I at this point in time, I'd be very doubtful on whether Opal Ridge does get a start in Australia. Still third emergency, so. Most likely will take her place in the uh, Dane Ripper, which I think you agree. You have to like the quote and the form's been just sensational uh, with a really good win and uh, a couple of wins is prep. But uh, look, I'm, I'm going to take her on because I'm in that sort of a mood and I'm just looking at a couple other horses. I thought Salatine was outstanding last start. I'm actually caught your disease and, and backing a Rosemont horse. And that he, I just thought... Uh, she was fantastic. Didn't draw well at all. You know, drew, drew thirteen and and really was looked fantastic in the you know the final two hundred. And she's drawn six. She's got Tim Clark in the saddle uh, over a distance that she's very comfortable in. And she said she's got a good record at Eagle Farm without winning um, five placings from six starts. So I think she's a really good each way play at sixteen dollars. And another one that I don't mind first. Uh, yeah, had a bit of a let up, and, and that is. Roots, which is a you're getting a good price again. Um, I know probably Waller's prepping her up for uh, you were saying earlier the Tatsiara, uh, which will be interesting to see, but yeah, I, I don't mind Roots at $16 either. Obviously, she's a belter, is a chance. And September Run, uh, old favorite September Run is making an appearance at eight dollars, so nine dollars. So it's a good race, but uh, I think Salatine's on top for me each way. Yeah, no pots there, Darby, on the Rosemont tip. But I'm going to go with the number five, Roots. I think she represents great value at $15. Uh, first up record's really good. Had the three wins from the four starts uh, and the placing. And uh, likes the distance too. She's had two starts uh, for a win and a third. So I think $15 is great value there for Roots. Uh, and I think she'll have a good showing on Saturday. Tell you what, if we can, if we can get a couple of these to land, it'll be pretty financial profitable day because you're getting some good prices and some very handy horses tomorrow, but uh, just really deep fields that you see normally in the spring. And uh, that shows you how good this meeting really is when you get these deep fields. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Darby. It's going to be, uh, it'll go a bit quiet after this, but hopefully gearing up for a big spring. Well, have you found the best bet for us over the weekend, Darby? I have, yeah. We've already discussed it, and that is in race six at Eagle Farm. I think without a fight, number three is going to be really hard to beat, just judging off her, his last run uh, facing a similar opposition. I think he's a class horse and he's ready for a big spring, and and this will just be another leap towards that. So uh, best bet for me is race three 
race six, number three at Eagle Farm without a fight at $3. Yeah, love it, Dubs. I'm going to go Sandown, race nine, number five, Normandy Bridge. Uh, $3.30, one well last start. Draws Barry eight, Blake Shin on board. A uh, couple ticks there. Uh, but more importantly, this horse, uh, import from France, loves the slop. Um, we get heavy eight tracks right at the moment. So uh, he'll be winning. Uh, the best bet's going to get on a roll again. Uh, disappointing last week. Went against my own rules and had me best bet in a group one. Didn't work out for the punters or myself. But uh, we're going to bounce back this week with a win and at a nice price too. No, it's a very good price, actually. So, uh, yeah, your best bet's been a, something to watch all, all season long. So, hopefully, if this is our last episode of the season, not sure yet, we can uh, we can finish off strong and your best bet can continue with form. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dubs, $100 challenge. What are you spending your cash on this week? I'm keeping it really simple. I'm just going to go all up multi, yellow brick, and without a fight to win, uh, getting $5.00. Uh, I think Yellow Brick is in race uh, two at Eagle Farm and just should be incredibly hard to beat. Uh, obviously, was a horse that was fancied for the Stratty. Uh, bit of an animo, uh, not animo, and uh, what's oh, um, Ayrton story, obviously, but wasn't quite as sure as Ayrton was for the, uh, the Stratty. But uh, I think that this is a horse going to be very hard to beat, getting a dollar sixty and then without a fight at $3. So, uh, $5 for me. That's my $100 play. Yeah, well, Dubs, I'm backing you in this week on your best bet because I'm already backing myself in. So I'm going to go Normandy Bridge and with there to fight in a multi. That's uh, paying about $11. I'm going to chuck the whole 100 on that. So I'm backing you in this week, Dubs. I know you've been in a bit of a form slump with the best bet. No, it's been getting – it's one of, the, one last, it's one of the last two times, actually. So I'm I'm yeah. returning. I'm returning. So we're going for the hat-trick this we're week. The hat-trick, yeah. yeah. Hat-trick, and we're all going to fill our pockets up. Mm, hopefully. Let's hope so. Yeah. And have you got a sportsman multi for us this week, Dubs? Uh, look, I, I, I took stood away from the sportsman multi this week, just finding the AFL incredibly hard to pick um, at the moment. It's just – a raffle. If I was going to have any bets this week, I just think, and believe it or wrong, I think Carlton are a really good chance to beat the Bombers on Sunday night. Uh, and I think you're getting $2. That'll please the Bomber fans uh, that you're with, Angus. But uh, I think the Blues are a really good chance. I just, they've been struggling. They're due for one. And I just think Essendon are vulnerable. So, yeah, that's the only tip I would say with the footy, uh, as I think the Blues are a really good chance. But um, aside from that, I'm sticking away from it. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you pop the cats last week, Dubs. Then you don't do the sports on multi the next. Yeah. So you've yeah. your lesson now. Don't pop the cats. Oh, well, the dogs had kicked straight. It would have got up. So I can't I, I can't be too critical. The cats weren't that special. But um, I just you don't trust the tin rattlers that are the Western Bulldogs, I think. Yeah, well, could have, should have, would have, Dubs. Punters, thanks for tuning in this week. It's going to be a big weekend of racing. Hopefully, we've found some winners on the program. Remember, Get on, hang on, punters.